0: Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by a web Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, all the help you need. Your Tech Life, with Trevor Long. Now, it could be argued that I'm running on empty. <laughs> it is uh, Tuesday. Tuesday evening, as I always am here recording, unless I'm in some far, flung place, I guess that, it does. that is an excuse I've used. Uh, it is around 9pm, and I got up at uh, 2.30, I think it was this morning. Uh, I got up at 2.30 so that I could get a shower, get to work, and uh, watch the Apple keynote with Tim Cook at uh, San Francisco. I did that, and uh, it's been a busy day ever since that keynote begun. And we'll um, we'll talk about a couple of the key things out of that uh, that announcement shortly. Uh, the Apple Watch, the MacBook, uh, some very interesting little products. I uh, will also talk about uh, Netgear's Arlo uh, security cameras, which I've been playing with for the last uh, few weeks. I want to tell you about the Optus Watch. Forget the Apple Watch, the Optus Watch. I mentioned it. I think briefly last week, but I've been using it for a while now, <laughs> I think it's very cool. Um, and we've got a bunch of calls here on overseas calls, uh, finding your keys, internet speed apps, you name it, uh, we've got a bunch of calls, we'll get to all of them shortly. We do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation, GPS Technologies, no matter what you've got in store, whether it's GPS for your car or fitness tracker for your wrist, Garmin's got you covered. Uh, Garmin.com.au you will tell you more about them shortly all here this week on episode 275 of your tech life. So, Tim Cook there he is talking talking smack. No, no, he's talking uh, very exciting new products. Um the The most interesting thing was that they took a bit of time, um, to to talk about the watch. They talked about a, a deal they'd done with HBO. They talked about a several different things, um, before they got to the watch. Now, I think, uh, I think the probably, the the MacBook announcement was just stunning uh, because you've got to think when the MacBook Air was first released, um, the the thing, you know, remember they, they had the, the manila folder. It was easy to get there. You know, there was a whole bunch of, uh, you know, very interesting little things went on. And uh, it was a very, very high publicity because it was such a thin device. Well, my MacBook Air 11-inch, the smallest version they, they have, uh, is something like 17 uh, millimeters in thickness at its, at its fattest. The new uh, MacBook, it's not a MacBook Air, it's just MacBook uh, is thirteen point one millimeters. But when you open it up, it's a twelve inch screen. They've they've improved the trackpad, so the mouse pad if you like. It's got all this new technology and so you can it's got actual like it can sense how hard you're pressing, all this different stuff. They've even redesigned the way the keys work on the keyboard. They've even put an individual LED light under every single key. They have done so much. And and it's just full of batteries, full of batteries. Uh now it's about thirteen hundred in the states, and about um, 1600, 1700 sixteen seventeen hundred here uh, in Australia. And um, look, I think it's good value. I think the the MacBook Air that I bought was about two two thousand two hundred or so. Now this is really only available in two um in in two varieties, uh, one with a bigger hard drive than the other um that's about as as complicated as the as the new um macbook gets um but it is it's very nice so the price on this will be 17.99 or you can spend 21.99 for uh, an extra bit of hard drive space slightly faster processor now it's an intel core m processor and they say some of the stuff i've read since they say it's, but the performance on it is essentially what you would have got from a 2012 model MacBook with an Intel Core i7 or i5 or something. So it's not actually a a radically better in terms of performance, but they've basically just come up with this radical design, and that's where they go from here. Now, critically, this thing, the new MacBook, has one port, one plug on the side. That one plug acts as the power source, the USB and the output for video. It's called a USB C, and uh, I don't know yet. I think I'm going to have to understand exactly does the power plug go directly into the USB C, or do you need an adapter for that? When you've got a USB stick, do you need an adapter for that? Are there going to be USB C sticks? It's just, it's a whole new USB. So, yeah, I'm not convinced by that, but I guess I think about it now. I, don't really plug my, any USB. I do actually, when I think about it, I I plug in my little Telstra dongle because they still won't put a SIM card in this damn thing. Put a SIM card in and I don't need a USB for my um, wireless dongle. I have to get a wireless um, hotspot so I can use Wi-Fi now. So there's a few little things like that that are a bit crazy, but I think we'll get used to it. It's pretty much typical, isn't it? This one's going to come in silver. I think they call it space gray and gold. So very much like the iPhone. Uh, and I think that people will love it. I am struggling to hold myself back from buying one. I really am. Um, it looks spectacular. It really does. So nothing uh, nothing to, to to laugh at. They have kind of redefined a bit the notebook segment now because they – They set the scene, they set the size scene, they set the thickness scene, they set all that stuff. So very interesting and a great announcement from Apple on the new MacBook. The MacBook Air, the MacBook Pro is still available. The MacBook um, becomes their kind of entry level but probably their most glorious looking product. Now straight after that a bunch of stuff was talked about, Apple TV and things, but then came the Apple Watch. Now we we saw this and I got to see it in the flesh Uh, late last year at uh, San Jose where they built that big white building and then they displayed it there. There are three Apple Watches. There's 38 actually. But there's the Apple Watch, which is a stainless steel uh, body. There is the Apple Watch Sport, which is an uh, anodized aluminum body. And there's the Apple Watch Edition, which is 12 carat, 18 karat gold. Now, the Apple Watch Sport is the cheapest model. It starts at $499 uh, for the 38mm screen. And the 42mm screen, is $579. The Apple Watch, so confusing. Stainless steel, uh 38mm, starts at $7.99 and goes up to 1629 when you have the stainless steel link bracelet. So it's all once you choose the the actual watch component and the size, you then choose the band, and that determines how much it costs. The bands seem very expensive in some cases. <laughs> And then the Apple Watch Edition, thirty-eight millimeter, eighteen karat rose gold, fourteen thousand dollars. Forty-two millimeter, seventeen thousand dollars. The thirty-eight millimeter rose, gold and yellow gold are eighteen karat case with a rose gray modern buckle. So this buckle has gold on it as well. It's twenty-four thousand dollars how insane is that seriously it's just amazing how insane that is so you know they get they'll probably get a lot of publicity and i guess flack over the the price of that but they are getting a lot of flack from kind of non-tech and tech people basically saying 500 bucks is too much now i don't know i think you know what's google uh sorry samsung's products about 250 300 um there's plenty of uh, smartwatches out there, but I'm not sure any of them are this good. I'm not sure any of them have the interface here. I'm not sure they have the construction and build quality you have here. I'm not sure they have the features you have here. And, you know, that's that's critical. That, that really is critical. Um, I, I just think that when comparing apples with apples, you really have to understand that this thing is a whole stack different to to what is what is in the market and that's why it's hard to compare. Now let me tell you this. Fitbit have a product called the Surge, which is a fitness superwatch as they call it. Does it a whole stack of tracking and activity based stuff. It's three hundred and forty nine dollars. Three forty nine. It's not made of stainless steel. It's not made of anodized aluminum, aluminium. 349. So for an extra 150 bucks, you can get pretty much all the stuff a Fitbit does, plus a million other things. That to me is the benchmark here. That to me is the benchmark for why $500 is the right price. So, time will tell. So what are you thinking? Are you going to buy one? Do you, do you want one? Have you given it any thought? I don't know. I definitely will be trying one. Because I've I've struggled with smartwatches because I struggled to stay on Android for long enough. But I obviously use an iPhone a lot, and I'm I'm keen to see whether it can change the way I use the phone. People say they're not using their phone as much when they've got the Apple Watch. I don't know that it's going to stop me that much. I'm not sure that Instagram is going to be primarily viewed via the watch or music listened to via the watch. But I can only test it and see. So, time will tell. We'll have a look at when it comes out. But uh, I've put all the pricing up at EFTM.com.au. And I've also done a little story. I've shown you some cars that are on car, carsguide.com.au uh, for $24,000. So, if you're looking for a, a new watch, maybe you just buy an old Bentley. <laughs> it's, it's quite amazing. Uh, check out the story at EFTM.com.au. Now the Vivo Fit is a cracking product from Garmin. You can check it out at Garmin.com.au. And as I said before, it's not just about the Vivo Fit these days. You can actually now buy additional bands. There's there's several different colour ranges you can buy. So thirty five bucks gets you three new bands for your Vivo Fit. And, you know, they're great products. The the Vivo Fit is a simple, easy to wear product that um that does all the tracking you need. It's there's the Vivo Fit and the Vivo Smart. Now the Vivo Smart is the the fitness band with uh, Bluetooth controls for, for your phone. Then there's the Vivo Active, which is more like a fitness smartwatch. Bunch of products from Garmin, a bunch of huge satellite navigation advantages, and you can check them all out, and the colours and the features, at garmin.com.au. Thanks for listening, thanks for downloading. You can get in touch, just go to the website, eftm.com.au, if you've got a question or a problem, or you want to have a chat about anything technology. G'day, Peter. Bye.
1: Good day, are you going, mate? Good,
0: mate. What can I do for you?
1: Mate, I'm heading off overseas for seven weeks. Um, yeah, like, what a blast, mate. I've been saving up for a long time, so going over to see my son. But while I'm in country, I just cannot live without the good old internet in my pocket. So, <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, obviously, while I'm there and I'm travelling, I'll, I'll need to ring ahead, uh, to, you know, to confirm bookings and, and yep. the like, so I don't want to get caught out. But I also don't want it to cost me an arm and a leg no, while no, I'm there. What do I do, mate? Do I, do I go and see Telstra or do I shop overseas for a SIM?
0: N- neither, in, in in simple terms. Your mobile phone is with Telstra? Yes. Are you on a contract? Yes. That's very sad. I'm sad to hear that.
1: <laughs> is, <laughs> I'm on a business contract, so I okay. get a good deal. Is it critical
0: that the phone number that you have here is the one that works for you over there? No. Great. Go to Vodafone. Vodafone. Get a prepaid SIM on their red plan, for example. Um, Tell them you don't don't tell them that you're only going to use it for a couple of months. Okay, let's let's you know play the game properly, but it will work. Trust me. You go to a Vodafone store. You say, "I'd like a prepaid SIM card on one of your red plans that because I want it to roam." Now here's the kicker. Uh, Basically, what you do is you pay whatever the plan is, and so let's say it's forty dollars a month, and you get uh, one or two gig of data then because it's it's capable of roaming every day that you use the phone in America you pay five bucks. Oh. And and that five bucks covers you to use your normal plan. So basically you can just use your phone like you're at home. You can make phone calls, you can ring locally within America, you can ring back home for for no extra cost, just, just a local call. Plus, you can use the data that you had uh, available to you on the plan, so that 2 gig of data is available while you're in the States. And so basically, wow. for seven weeks, you're going to pay $245 for the privilege. That's yes. your $5 a day roaming. So It seems like an
1: easy way out, mate.
0: If you, want, um, if you want phone, pretty much you have to do it that way. If you only want a data, then I'd recommend Global Gig.
1: Okay. So Global if you've got an iPad
0: Go or anything like that, you can go now. I think they have them at um, uh, Dick Smith and Big W places like that. The Global Gig SIM card. You could sign up to that now. Um, from twenty bucks a month, you get some data. You can use it here in Australia, and then when you go overseas, you start using it there. And um, there's a whole bunch of plans and things you can read about. But it, it works just so easily. Yeah. But you don't. That's only data. No phone calls.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So well, I made you could two options. most things on data now anyway. Um, well, I you could. I mean,
0: you Skype could do Skype and stuff,
1: you yeah. know. And I've got I've got a Skype account. Um, so, you know, I've got $20 parked
2: there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe the data plan's not a bad option because I just ring everything in on Skype. They're not yeah. going to ring me back. I'm only ringing them. It's a one-way street.
2: Yeah,
0: totally, totally. So, um, you know, the, um, the international roaming... Um, I'm just looking at the plans for a global gig. You pay 50 bucks a month for three gig of data a month. And I'm pretty sure you get to use that data as you would in America. Yep. So, mate, global gig gig and Vodafone, they're pretty much the only two options I'd recommend. Optus also have uh, plans, but they're just not quite as competitive as Vodafone. So if you're going to switch or get a prepaid for the time, that's the one you get. If you are an Optus customer, I'd tell you to ring them. But Telstra, honestly, it's they've got data packs, they've got options, but it just feels like something where you might get caught out, so I, I'd prefer you didn't run the risk.
1: You know, the honest answer, I went into the Telstra shop where I live hmm. and the, the young girl at the counter said to me, uh, no, don't do it. <laughs> she, she suggested I, I uh, actually buy a SIM in-country. Yep. Uh, I've, I've been browsing the internet trying to find something Look, that's the, worthy.
0: The, 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 re- the problem, here. the reason I don't recommend a SIM in-country <laughs> is this. You're standing in Immigration or you're walking from the plane to immigration, just want to turn your phone on and send an email to your family saying, I've arrived. Mate, immigration takes an hour over there, and that's an hour where you feel like you should have told everyone that you're okay, da-da-da-da-da, You get out of the immigration, you get through your baggage, and you sign up to some dodgy brother's plan because it's the first SIM card you find. You're better off going on AT&T or a T-Mobile store there. And even then, frankly, the deals you get, the global gig and the deals you get with with Vodafone make it simple because you can, with Vodafone, you can hand that number out. If you get a prepaid number, you can give everyone that number before you go. And that's the number they can call to ring you when they want to get in touch with you.
1: Yeah, yeah, always an emergency in the family somewhere or something happens. Somebody wants to ring or has to ring.
0: That's it. All right, yeah, mate. Good, point. good luck, Pete. Enjoy the trip, my friend.
1: Thank you very much. And um, mate, love the show. Uh only only discovered it quite by accident. You were doing an interview on a local radio station and um I thought, What is this? I've got to, I've got to get on this so.
0: Whereabouts are you?
1: <laughs> um, mate, I'm in Townsville and um I was listening to so, I think it to was Beck and,
0: uh, Beck and Cliff.
1: Yeah, yeah, Beck yeah. And Got to mate. Just Beautiful. and I have Got to do this. This is great.
0: Oh well, good on you, mate. That's really great to hear. I'm glad. I'm glad the radio stuff
1: works. <laughs> yes, it, well, mate, it does. It's really good, particularly <laughs> uh, you know in the remote parts of Australia called Townsville.
0: <laughs> yeah, mate, love Townsville. Went up there a couple of times for Speedway events back in the '90s. So, don't mind mate, Townsville moved, at all, mate. i moved here yeah.
1: '97 and I've never left. So good I'm on not you going mate.
0: now. All right, Pete. Enjoy the states.
1: Lovely. Thanks very much, mate.
0: Thanks, mate. And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au, just like Pete did. No matter where you are in Australia, Townsville or the big cities. Talking technology without the jargon. Your Your tech Tech life Life with Trevor Long. Long. Let's keep cracking on with calls. G'day, Gary. G'day, mate. How are you? Good, buddy. What can I do for you?
3: Uh, I had a query about uh, those little sort of um, RF tags or Bluetooth tags or whatever they are that you can stick on your keys or... On your bag or something that you don't particularly want to lose, mm-hmm. and uh, so if you leave it behind, uh, I suppose a couple of things. One, y- your phone might be that yet, yeah, perhaps.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Or uh, if you've if you've determined that you've lost it somewhere, you can maybe look up on a website and see the last GPS location of where it might where
1: it might, uh, yeah, I know might the be the last about. time it
0: connected, yeah. Now, it's funny because these things, I don't know if you're on Facebook much, but I saw these things constantly being advertised on Facebook about a year ago called Tile. Um, yeah. A little tiny thing it looked like. And um, it's it's interesting because I did a story uh, last week on the Today Show. We were talking about gadgets for the morning, and I said, well, that's the thing. You lose your keys in the morning, it ruins your day. And yep. I, I emailed the people from Tile. I said, send me a couple. I'll use them on the show. Bloody, um, they said, oh, they're not available in Australia. No. Uh, anyway, it turns out I found a mate who had one, and so we, we did, did the demonstration. Buddy Stefanovic threw the keys across the studio and made me find them there and then. So it was live television It freaked me out, but we found them. So I proved okay. they work, and they, they're exactly what you suggest. You, you, press, you open up the app, you press a button, and they beep, um, and it tells you. It actually says on the app they're within a meter. Like mm-hmm. they're they're not they're, they're in the area or they they're five meters away because they can sense how strong the signal is from the from the keyring. And the great okay. thing is that if you're not within range of them, they will show you where they were last seen. Now, the concept and theory behind these is so much bigger than that because what they hope to have is a network of tile users over time, so that if you've lost it, you actually hit lost on the device, on your smartphone. And it, it sort of triggers that little tile to be in lost mode. And if I was to just be randomly walking around your town and, and I had the tile app on my phone and I walked past your keys, right, let's say they're underneath a seat at a shopping centre, my phone would connect with your keys. It would, it would trigger a silent, silent alarm, not to me, but to you, to tell you where they are. Okay. It's brilliant. My only and problem is you can't get them in Australia. <laughs> Oh, I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Now I've got no doubt that people are selling them on eBay or something like that. So I think I think if you look around, you'll probably find them.
3: It's a bit strange they're not available here. I mean, it, it seems ridiculous. to satisfy me,
0: doesn't it? It does. It's ridiculous. I can't understand why they're not. Um, but that's just the way they're selling them direct. So I would suggest that there'd be someone selling them, whether it's on eBay or whatever. Tile, T-I-L-E, little tiny white things, about two centimeters square. Looks really good. Works really easily. Highly recommended, mate.
3: And the batteries last a while.
0: Oh, mate, forever. I mean, that's just—it's just—it's yeah. a nothing to worry. But you'd buy another one before you buy another battery.
3: And does it connect with Bluetooth or yes. what? Yes. So it's Bluetooth, Bluetooth connection
0: to your smartphone, and then your smartphone does the dealing with the internet.
3: Okay. All right. Easy. All right. Go. well, I'll, I'll have a search around. I
0: reckon if you dig deep enough, you'll find a couple you can buy, and uh, mate, you'll you'll be, you'll, be, you'll love them.
3: All right, It'd be handy if you had little kids in the shopping centre, wouldn't it?
0: Oh, hello. I'd be putting. A strap on them just so I can just hold yeah. on to them. You know what it's like. It's bloody annoying. It's painful when they start to get older, and they can yeah. go wandering because they're okay to go wandering. And then I start freaking out. So oh, I'm not looking forward to that at all. I'll just, I'll just because I got enough <laughs> phones here. I'll just give them all a phone just, for, just for that trip to the shops, just so I can locate them. Oh, find mate. my phone. Exactly, mate. My iPhone. My son does that the, every night. Watches me, watches me come home on the phone, basically. Yeah. yeah I, I couldn't yeah. sneak away from him. He'd know where I was. <laughs> Let alone. All right, right, the well sneaking. thanks for that. I'll I'll do a bit of a search around. Get on Let me know how you end up, buddy. Wiki-doki. Thanks, mate. And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, EFTM.com.au Thank you for listening. You got a question? Jump on the blower uh, or go to the website eftm.com.au dot Get a Norm.
1: Sorry. Hello um,
0: Norm. How are so- you, buddy? I'm thanks and yourself? mate? very well. You rang uh, what was it, a few weeks ago about your uh, internet speed issues.
1: Yes, and I want to thank you for putting me on to going to cable because I've gone from next to nothing in speed up to 30 megabytes a second. It's amazing.
0: It's noticeable, isn't it? I mean, it's insane.
1: Yeah, particularly if you want to watch something on the television from the internet. It just streams straight away. You don't sit and wait for it to load. It's just amazing. That's the best advice I've ever had.
0: And, And it sounds like you only went for the basic option, not the super fast as well.
1: That's right. And what did it I end up being? On that?
0: What did it end up being price-wise? What were you paying before for the, for the utter crap? <laughs>
1: uh it's very very similar. <laughs> because I both of them I've had a uh, a package with the phone and everything. Yeah. And it it's within 10 dollars of the same.
0: Wow. 10 dollars and, and you've yep. gone from uh riding on a red rattler to the XBT. That's it. It's amazing. Awesome. Oh, good stuff. Well, I'm glad that worked out for you, Norman. You can enjoy some great content now and sign up to Stan and Netflix and really enjoy it, buddy.
1: Yes, I will. Good on you, mate. Thanks for your help. No,
0: no, thank you for letting me know and thank you for letting everyone know. Cable rocks. We know that, Norm. Good on you, mate.
1: Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye.
0: If you've got a question or a problem, jump on the line. Go to eftm.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your tech, tech line with Trevor Long. So I had a chance to play um, over the last maybe three weeks with the Netgear Arlo cameras. Now, we talked about this at CES, uh, and we've been anticipating them now for, for a couple of months, therefore. Now, Netgear a few years ago bought a company called Viewzone. They had these great little cameras, very portable, you know, in, in the palm of your hand. They weren't waterproof. Um, they had didn't have the best cloud features. Netgear basically rebuilt that from the ground up. Now, let me start with the pricing, Okay each you need a base kit and and cameras to get started you can do that for basically 349 you get a single camera and a base station two cameras and a base station 589 three cameras and a base station 799 if you want to buy more cameras up to 15 on the free um free plan 249 i don't think that's bad 589 two cameras that's all you need For the basics, put one inside the front door, one inside the back door, or one out looking out the front door. I've had mine set up one here in the man cave and one um, actually pointing out the front. Now, here's the thing. The minute you turn it on and install it, you set up an account with Arlo and it's automatically recording all motion to the cloud. No ifs, buts, or maybes. Easy to set up. You can set up schedules very easily. Uh, you, You can view the recordings. They send you an email with an alert and you can download the recording via the email. I've never seen a product this easy to set up. It really was simple. I think that's the best thing that you can give Netgear credit for at this point in time. Very easy to use. It comes with some little mounts. Um, if you're going to have it outside, probably worthwhile looking for it at a more serious uh, mount with a tripod kind of uh, geezer on it. But um, I I just think these are sensational. The, the cloud accessibility, the, the simplicity of setup – makes these sensational netgear arlo they're going to be announced formally the pricing and uh and availability at the end of this month but i can tell you right now my full review is available right now at eftm.com.au just look for the little white camera and uh and check out netgear's arlo Thank you are listening. Uh, if you want to get in touch, go to the website eftm.com.au. That's what Michael did. G'day, Michael.
3: G'day, mate. How you going?
0: Good, mate. What can I do for you?
3: Well, I just thought I'd uh, I'd uh, share some uh, some apps that uh, that I like on my on my phone. I thought maybe uh, some other listeners might uh, might find them useful as well. You can so, be the um... app
0: guy, mate. You can be my app guy. <laughs> it's funny, you Not know. Bad. I I actually do a segment every week on um, or every second week on. Um, going to remember the name now. K Rock in Geelong, and that's how they introduced me, the app guy. And I honestly don't download many apps. I just look at the, I look at the top charts in the store and see what might be new and have a have a little look at them. What have you got? What are, what are, what are your top four? Do you reckon right now?
3: Yeah, and I just I just say, Trev, hmm. that um, what I find is with my friends is it seems to be one of the common things that people talk about yeah, because right. um, you know everyone downloads their own apps and you know if you've got people who use the same sort of phone, if people like I use an iPhone. Mm. Um, people like to compare, um, mm-hmm. you know, what's the best app that you've found, and totally. you know, it's word of mouth how you find out about that. Yeah,
0: apps. that's right, and that's, that's the best way to find anything, isn't it?
3: That's what I think. Yeah. yeah. So, so to, I'll just mention a few that, that I like, yeah. um, and who knows maybe some listeners can can write in with uh, with their favourite apps as well. Um, the top one I've got I've got an app called uh, Weatherzone. Um, you now, on the iPhone it comes with a with a weather app, and it's pretty basic. Um, and there are, there are so many weather-related apps on the store. Mm. But the thing I like about WeatherZone is that it's very, instead of actually just showing symbols and pictures, mm. it actually describes um, describes the weather better than other apps I've seen. Um, the Bureau of Meteorology has got the, the Rain Radar app, mm. but, um, but this sort of incorporates it from the Bureau and from other sources as well. So it makes it a very easy-to-use sort of
0: app, I think. Well, let me tell you what I've got in terms of weather. Um, I have... Uh, two main apps I use in a little weather folder. I've got the the standard uh, weather one that comes with Apple. But then I've got one which I'm not sure you can get anymore. I think it might not be in the store, but it's just called Rain with a question mark. And you know why I love it? Because it's just the rain radar. So if I just want to know where the rain radar is, boom, it's open. It's easy. So that's very cool. My favorite weather app, though, is Pocket Weather. Pocket Weather Australia, because it's made by an Aussie company called uh, Shifty Jelly. And I actually, I think it's a really good, um, amazingly detailed data. So, I would love for you to have a look at Pocket Weather and tell me down the track whether you think Weather Zone versus Pocket Weather there's an advantage or a disadvantage.
3: Yep, good idea. I'll
0: what else that. you got, mate?
3: Okay, the second one I got, I've got uh, there's an app called Stocard, S-T-O-C-A-R-D, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's 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 what the um, the idea is. The Stocard is you put your your cards in there, so for example I've got my everyday rewards card my flybys card my um library card so you know any of these different cards that have a barcode you basically you just take it, you use the the app to take a photo of it it scans the oh, barcode yeah, and you're that. done and the beauty of this is that it doesn't you know all these different australian cards they're all supported um <clears throat> And then um, what
0: what do you do just just take your, your phone at the woolworths and you just point that at the scanner and it just basically.
3: Exactly. Wow, um, and, and, and I've had no hassles with it at all. I've used it um, in Coles and used it in Woolworths. I've used it all over the place. I have read online that some people had some difficulties with some scanners not reading it properly. Right. Um, I know that if, like, when I go to Shell Petrol, sometimes they have difficulty and they just type the number in. Right. So there's no, there's no dramas there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I find that cause, you know, the thing is you've got all these cards and it weighs you down. So having them in this app is fantastic.
0: Brilliant. I like that one because that's what Passbook was really meant to be, wasn't it?
3: Exactly. Passbook. That's the thing I think of.
0: Good. Next one?
3: Okay. Next one, I've got there's an app called Snap, Send, Solve. Right. Um, what this does, and I, I just heard about this on the radio oh, about a year ago, and I love it because I'm a guy, I like to listen to a lot of podcasts. I like to go for walks, and when I'm walking, and I walk down just the local streets where I live, it really pisses me off when I see overhanging branches or if I see graffiti or if I see stuff around the place I can pick it off. Sure. If only I had a bit of paper or something nearby where I can just let someone know that this needs to be fixed. Well, this app um, allows you to just take a photo of whatever it is, put in a very brief description about what it is. It uses mm. the GPS the phone to know where it is mm. and it instantly sends it to the relevant council to get fixed.
0: How does it know the council? It's got all that in a database. It's got that in a database. No. That is and sensational.
3: So oh. I love that. There is another one I've just discovered. and I'm trying to remember the name of it, which is um, I think it's called Vandal or something. Um, no, um, there's another one which is basically just for graffiti. This one will do anything, and it will go straight to the um, to the council. And actually, a mate of mine works for um, the council, and amazingly, he's actually the graffiti guy at the council. Oh. And once I reported <laughs> I reported some graffiti, and it went to him.
0: Well so, mate, it but, works. I've just that, I've just downloaded SnapSend Solve and I've clicked on my local area and it knows my local council straight away. That's brilliant.
3: Yeah. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. And, and in fact I've spoken to councils and they they say that um they get a lot of requests from, from Send Solve. It's becoming their main way of getting notified of different things.
2: That's
0: brilliant. All right, I love that one. That is that is a cracker.
3: And the last one to mention to you is um V S C O CAN, hmm. um which is it's, it's another one of these um um photo taking apps, um which I, I heard about this because I went to the Apple store about a week ago and they um the guy I was asking the guy, you know, what sort of apps do you recommend? And he said, Oh, without a dad, so I think, what's so good about this? And he said that um he said it's got so many um different more tools than anything within the app to to um to adjust apps, uh, adjust photos, make them better, um more present There is it's got a, a feed, it's a little bit like Instagram in some respects, but apparently better. Right. I haven't really played with it enough yet to know if it's fantastic, but it
0: looks good. Very nice. Well, they are very cool suggestions because you're actually using them. That's the beautiful thing about it. And now let me ask you, do you t- take the time to make comments and rate and review apps in the app store?
3: Um, oh, not a lot. Not a lot because uh, I. It, it's the, the problem with the, with it, I know that you've mentioned a few times, Trevor, about going into this, to the um. App store or going into different things and putting comments in. Mm, mm. Problem is that it's it's one of those things you have to remember to do yeah. because w- once you've already got it, especially if you've got it on your phone, then you, ha- you to actually you know take the time to go back into the store. Yeah, it, which
0: is why some of those happen. apps kind of pop it up and, and remind you now and then, and it's a bit annoying sometimes. But at least they're they're trying to get the ratings because in the end that's how people find apps, isn't it? You know, other than
3: and I find some some apps actually bug you. And I, I'll give you an example. I mean, I, I use an app called uh, Urban Spoon. Right, um, yes. and I, I quite like using it except that it bugs me every five minutes to say rate me, rate me, rate me. And even if I rate you, it's still going to bug me yeah, if you're so telling me to rate you.
0: That's ridiculous, yeah. Well, so all the I good suggestions, mate. I, um, I We'll see whether anyone else has suggestions or anyone else likes those apps, and I want to know what you think about pocket weather and how it compares to weather zone. I will, mate. I will. All right, mate. Good on you. Thanks for getting in touch, Michael. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Good on you. And uh, you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm. Dot com.au or call 1-800-157-157. And hey, while we're talking, go to the iTunes store on your phone or your computer, go to the podcast section, search for Your Tech Life, leave a comment, leave a review. That's what we're talking about. A uh, couple of great apps there. Love to hear what you think. If you've got suggestions of apps, get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. This is Your Tech Life. That says it on the box and it's genuinely what it is. If you've got a question or a problem or anything, you want to chat about with technology? Jump on the blower one eight hundred one five seven one five seven, or email via the website eftm dot com dot au. G'day Andrew. G'day Trevor. How are you? Good mate. What can I do for you?
3: Yeah, I just recently purchased a Nexus Five, uh, upgrading uh, from a Nexus Four,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and I just want to find the best way of transferring all the data from one phone to the other. I've, yeah, okay. I've, I've googled, googled it, googled it. Uh, mm. There's a few third party softwares, but.
0: Not sure whether that's the right way to go. So I, I'm in favour of the idea of not doing too much automatically because I think what it does is it, you end up with a bloated thing that could be better. So what I mean by that is if you do a, some sort of backup that actually backs up all the data and everything you've got on the phone and then restore that onto a new phone, you basically got the exact same phone with a faster processor and a different screen. What I suggest you do... Is because you remember you own all the apps, so you don't you never need to rebuy the apps. That's good. Um, cont- do you have a Gmail account? Yes, I do. So, all of your contacts are actually stored in the cloud, all of your email is stored in the cloud. So, yep. the only thing that's actually on that phone that you need to be careful of is photos. Yeah, so. I would just be plugging that thing into your computer. I'd be getting all the photos off and stored somewhere centrally, maybe on Google Drive, maybe uh, Dropbox, upload them all. And then start from scratch, mate. Turn on that brand new Nexus, and when it says put in your email address, you put in your email address. After about half an hour, it's synchronized all of your contacts, your emails all up to date. And then one by one, what I do is I don't install all the apps. I install them one by one as I need them because then you're not installing everything you don't need you're only installing you're only installing stuff you need yeah that's and what I've been doing actually in the last few days it's a great it's a great way to go mate it really is
3: mm-hmm. uh, the only thing i'm missing is all my uh, sms history but yeah well
0: so here's here's the app i use for that that's a good point um cuz i was a bit of a stickler for the sms history back in the day i used to try and back it up yeah. phone to phone to phone Kind of given up on that now, if I'm honest. Um, but there is an app called My SMS, and I yeah. bought it. It was a I did a paid version of it, and it synchronised all my SMSs. And then there was a cloud version, so you could actually log onto a website and see them all. And mm-hmm. then when you install your new phone, bingo, they're all there. So maybe download that one and grab it all, grab all the data down from the old phone.
1: Can you just repeat that app, please? My
0: SMS. My SMS. All right, I'll do that. Sounds like a plan, man. Fantastic. Thank you for calling me back. Good on you, mate. Enjoy the new phone. Cheers. Keep on the good work. Good on you, mate. And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. If you've got a question about technology, problem with technology, doesn't matter what it is, jump on the blower, 1-800-157-157, or go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Lee.
2: G'day, Trevor. How you do?
0: Good, mate. What can I do for you?
2: Yeah, um, I've got a URL that I purchased a couple of years ago now. So I've got my uh, domain, my name at, uh, sorry, .tv. And I've also got my email, which is, you know, Lee at my URL .tv as well. And
0: where does the email live? Have you got an email server with the company you bought the domain from?
2: Well, I bought it from Hover in the US, hover.com. Um, But uh, I've never, other than the basic URL content where you can point it to, you know, Facebook, um, Flickr, um, you know, I use it. There's a work tab on there or business that that goes straight into LinkedIn. Um, You know, so, so other than that, I haven't done anything with it. I haven't built any content um, I wouldn't mind doing that, and I've got iWeb on my my MacBook Pro that I was playing around with, is to, you know, set up different pages with a couple of you know stories or photo albums and those kind of things. Mm. Um, but I've never really researched into who to, who, uh, you know, somebody has to host that. So yep. um, I, I, I suppose it should demystify, you know, who the best people to yeah. do
0: it is. And and oh, look, I think the biggest problem you've got is iWeb probably not the best solution going forward. Okay. Um, I'm not even sure they support iWeb anymore. Um, the The problem with iWeb was it was great when websites were static and rarely updated. It was great for building a like a pamphlet site, but these days, you know, you want to add photos, you want to just, it's, you know, you want, everyone mm. kind of wants a blog in a sense. It's a really crazy term now, the word blog, but a blog is the best way to describe the the most basic thing that you need, and honestly, you can't go past WordPress. WordPress is the simplest way of building uh, designing and customizing a website i 've ever seen, and i 've been doing this mm-hmm. for twenty years yep. um, i I would highly recommend WordPress, and the great thing about it is you can do you can do a fair bit of research before you get started and the thing to look for is a WordPress theme now a theme is the kind of skin that a WordPress site has. Now, it's not just the colors or the, the photos. It's, if, it's the way a site looks. Now, yeah. for example, EFTM, it's just a WordPress site. <laughs> it's just a theme mm. that I found, which I liked. the fact that it had this kind of feature articles at the top and then very basic design throughout. Yeah. Um, a lot of websites are WordPress. You wouldn't even know it. And all you've got to do is, is decide what is the primary type of content that you're going to share. Now, am I detecting that it's photos that you primarily want to share?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, because uh, as I said, I've got uh, like a Flickr account where I can put photos and share yep. them and have other people like them and follow me. Not that I'm a, a, a very good photographer, but I've got an SLR and a couple of, you know, smallers and yep. probably my iPhone's probably the most popular phone that I've um, um, Fo- uh, photos that yeah. I use. So yeah, I've got, but yeah, I wouldn't mind. Recently, I got married, and I would like to have like a a, we- a, we- a wedding album. Yep. Um. So that you know, people don't have to go into Facebook all the time to zoom my stuff. It's it's there. It's 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 separate from Facebook. Yep. Um, so so
0: what you need to do is search for WordPress or, or WordPress themes, photos, WordPress photo gallery themes, mate. You will find hundreds. Hmm. Now, there's, a, there's an Aussie company uh, called ThemeForest, which is sensational. Now, with every single WordPress theme you find, you'll be able to look at a photo of it, but then you'll also be able to view a live demonstration of it. And it'll be a site with, you know, Laurie, Ipsum, blah, 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 blah. But you'll get a very good sense of what the site looks like and how it navigates. And then you, you pay to download it. Now, you shouldn't be paying more than, certainly not 100 bucks, probably not even $50. bucks. they are very cheap. And what you do is you download a zip file, and that's your theme. So once you've got your theme, then you're back to your original question. You need a host. Yeah. Now, I'll be honest with you. I reckon GoDaddy rocks. Um, they cop a lot of flack because they are a bit crude and crass. And, I oh, mean, it's just a <laughs> weird kind of service. But yeah. their, their job, GoDaddy's job is to upsell, you know. But if you if you know exactly what you need, then you can go in there and you can be spending 10 bucks a month, $15 a month, and that's it. And, yeah. and you can have a WordPress site. I've got a GoDaddy account with... 16 to 20 WordPress sites sitting on it because you on the account that I got, which isn't very much, it's like 20 bucks a month. You can have unlimited number of buddy websites. Um, So uh, honestly, in terms of simplicity, I'd go to GoDaddy. I'd sign up for an account. I'd buy their most cheap possible WordPress hosting site, and then through through GoDaddy, you can actually take ownership of your domain too. Get get it all transferred over so you've got all your DNS and everything's there so you can do really easily that Google authentication of your mm-hmm. of your name so you can start using Google Apps for your email yep. and and then once once you in, you click install on a WordPress site it takes about half an hour it's done finished and then you upload the theme finished and then you just start uploading content it's really really it'll happen in one night mate okay wow I I I, I there's a million other ways to do it but that's how I'd recommend you do it. Uh wordpress.com um, is a is is a another way to do it. I haven't used their kind of hosted service, but I'm pretty sure you could use wordpress.com as well, and yep. that's that's another way to host your own domain.
2: Okay, so if I had my URL and I wanted to use wordpress.com for example, hmm. um, is there a way to differentiate that it wouldn't be um, you know, my no no web, you, you would your your at? viewers
0: would never never see wordpress.com okay that just becomes your host so wordpress.com is just another GoDaddy yeah. for want of a better explanation <laughs> okay um so mate, I, i'd check out those two in terms of pricing in terms of uh, how it goes goes on but you'll probably find both uh you'll probably find wordpress is a little bit easy to understand the the instructions yep. um i'm just looking at it now and it seems you know there's a there's a button here for transferring a domain to wordpress.com and all this kind of stuff Um, I I don't think you'd have too many problems at all. So um, as long as you know the basics of your domain and you've got all the keys to your domain, then you can make it happen really easily, mate.
2: Okay, I'll look at both. Good luck, mate. Let me know once it's done. Have a look at the website. Thanks, Trevor. I'll uh, Yeah, I'll I'll flick you a link and uh, you can have a look and critique.
0: Great stuff. Good on you, mate. Thanks for getting in touch. Thanks, Trevor. Cheers, and you can get in touch as well. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. I, um, I think I feel better than I did last week in Barcelona. I think I've yawned less times. Apologies for that last week. But uh, well, let's wrap this up. I'll uh, package it together, get it all uploaded for you to listen to. Uh, hopefully, some great stuff there. And if you get some time, jump on iTunes, rate the show, review the show, and uh, send me an email, most importantly, eftm.com. You follow me on Twitter at Trevor Long and say good day when you do. Always good to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Back again next week on Your Tech Life.